Yes, family, it's episode four. So it's basically like day whatever of the lockdown right now. We're not counting no more because it's that horrible. <laughs> no, legit, like I stopped counting the day they extended the lockdown because I was just like waiting. You know, it's just that it is well moment because wow. But yeah, so today um I want us to speak about because we spoke about um just a quick recap and I'm gonna stop doing this as soon as I can't remember what this series has covered so far. So initially we spoke about how to choose your partner, then we spoke about um let me scroll down because I'm actually looking at the podcast on my laptop. Then we spoke about your love language. Then we spoke about um, your partner being a full person, basically, um, who has had experiences prior to your relationship. Now we will be speaking about your partner's love language. And I want us to, to kind of center ourselves a bit because... Um, like yesterday we spoke about, um, how your relating uh, does not necessarily reflect the depth or the importance of your relationship to your partner. It's basically a reflection of how they know how to relate. So like I said, with our own, um, love languages that we don't always really know what it is that we want and we don't always really know what it is that makes us feel loved. And that is very important for us to notice that as much as we are per- persons our partners are also people and they the same struggles we face they also face so sometimes especially us ladies we are conditioned to believe that what i feel is more important than what my partner feels we are almost it's almost as though we are taught or told that our partners don't feel as women we are almost told that our partners don't feel or their feelings are not as deep or their feelings are not as intense and i can tell you for a fact that men have as intense feelings as women do men feel just as deeply as women do so it's very important for us to keep that in mind so as much as you would think oh i want this i want that whatever your partner also has needs and and i'm not speaking sexually i'm speaking just really like on an emotional level your partner has needs and those needs are determined by how they grew up they are determined by their previous relationships they are determined by where they are in their lives what are their goals and dreams which is actually really just building on the previous episodes so all that we've spoken to up to now is very important so if you have not listened i will urge you to go back and listen and if you listened like in a rush or whatnot i would urge you to listen to episode one and episode um two is it No, episode one and episode three. I would urge you to listen to those. Episode two is really just on your own personal love language. If you are fully aware of your love language, praise the Lord for you. We're happy for you, cuz. But um, a lot of us feel or believe that we are aware. But even when you take the love language test counts, what you are feeling at that moment, what you're experiencing at that moment. So you, you are constantly evolving in what love looks like for you. Your, your definition of love is an ever-evolving phenomenon it's like you know evolution 101 um and that's the same for your partner so 
as much as we need, the first thing that we need to do in order to learn our partner's love language is listen. We need to listen to what they're saying and what they're not saying. We need to listen to how they're saying what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? And we also need to observe. We need to observe their behavior. That's what I mean by listening to what they're not saying. We need to observe their behavior in in certain situations, in different situations. And I'm going to give you real life examples. I'm going to give you examples of three people that I have um, known um, and possibly I could say dated. Um, but lol, let's stop being shady. Three people that I've dated. Nah, um, let my future husband never listen to this episode, please. Can somebody please make sure of that? <laughs> you know how when you share status, you like, um, share with this, except share with friends, except this person. I'm sharing this with the nationwide world, the worldwide web, except my future husband. Um, but anyway, I will tell you this, ne? Um, and, and, and the relationships were not at the same level of depth. Like the first one that I'm going to share with you, I was just like 18 or whatnot. So I didn't necessarily really like care about how the guy felt, to be honest. It, I was still in the mindset that the relationship is about me and my happiness. The guy is here to make me happy. Um, however, I now in my old age, <laughs> Oh, listen, auntie D is in the room. She's old y'all now in my adulthood, you guys. And now in my adulthood, I, I can look back and reflect. So there's that relationship. There's another relationship where I, I think it was a relationship um, well, I dated this person, um, and I, I can tell you that Mugai loved me, y'all. He loved me with his all, and, and that, like, and that, for me, I, I kept on telling myself, no, I can still hold on to the fact that he doesn't say every day, I don't know, I love you, that it made me feel better about the fact that I did not feel the same way. But I could tell that he loved me and I could learn his love language through how he showed me love. Well, do you understand what I'm saying? And then I will tell you about the third situation that I am not going to elaborate on. Um... The first, the first person, I will say that their love language really were not necessarily words of affirmation, but quality time, very much quality time and speaking all the time. Um, for them, it was, I need to know, not, not necessarily in, in a, in a, not necessarily in a, I want to control you. I want you to tell me everything like, you know, not necessarily in that manner, not in an abusive manner, but for them, it was, I want you to be a part of my day. Like I want you to be a part of every time, every part of my day I want to share with you. So even if you are in Bloemfontein and, um, I mean the Western Cape, we, we had, we were communicating constantly and that's how the relationship started that we would literally wake up in the morning. Good morning. Um, or I just, Oh, how are you? I'm fine. Um, basically the, okay, what are you doing? No, I'm just going to have breakfast. And then after breakfast, I'm quickly going to take a shower. Oh, I'm, I'm walking to class now. We'll chat after my class. Oh yeah. I have a client now. I'm in a meeting and I, and I, I think I've, I've had two different experiences with people whose love language really required let's talk 
all the time. Like even if we are not talking, we are still in conversation. So after your meeting, oh, how was your meeting? You know, I would have talked to you 24 seven, like in the middle of the night, like, okay, good night. Oh, oh my gosh, I fell asleep or, oh my gosh, I just had a dream. Like literally about every single thing. Like for me personally, that does really does not straighten my dreadlocks. Like it does not untangle my afro. It does not do anything for me. It, it does not make me sleep better at night. Knowing that I spoke to you for the whole day. I know when you had breakfast. I know when you brushed your teeth. I know what you did. I know where you went. It, it really does not tickle my fancy at all. But because that was the love language of the person that I was dating um i i think we need to uh, we need to define dating and relationshiping because to me it's just like it it makes me um have to stop and think every time i want to say in a relationship with but yeah um, those specific two people, I was actually in a relationship with them, not at the same time, but they, they were very similar in how, because for them, it's, uh, um, what I need to know your feelings. Like I need to know how you are feeling at every given moment of every given day. Do you understand? And that for them makes them feel like they're part because now I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got frustrated by something. Oh, I'm so sorry about it. You know, I'm so sorry about that. Or, oh my gosh, I need a solution for this. How about this? So it, it's like, I'm a part of your life. I am necessary. I'm needed. You know what I'm saying? So that's what love looked like for them. But then you meet another person and this person that the second person that I was talking about that really loved me. And I am, I'm really sad to this day that I could not love them the way they love me, um, for various reasons, but I still could figure out their love language. And if you ask them, they will say, Dina will love me very much. Not because for me, it was, I, I think, I think perhaps what I should say, what, how I should qualify this is we were friends with that person. We were friends for quite a long time and then we attempted to date. But for me, I did not feel the romantic connection with them. It does not mean that I did not love them, but I was not in love with them. Let's rather qualify it like that. But I could tell that they're in love with me. And I think that was a very sad situation. And yeah, we'll talk about it some other time. Um, perhaps not in this series, but we'll, I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll have coffee someday and we'll talk about it. But yeah. And I mean, I'm, I want to speak about this in respect, like with all due respect to the person because they deserve all my respect. They deserve all my honor because of how they've shown me love of how they've cared about me. Even post the relationship, our friendship is like, I feel like our friendship is becoming better um, now that we stopped trying to date because we can appreciate each other for who we are and we can love each other because we loved each other before we started dating. And um, yeah, I'm done talking about that right now. Anyway, for them, they did not necessarily want to tell me everything about what they're doing every day. They did not tell me what color shirt they're trying to wear um, in the morning. They did not tell me um, when they're having breakfast. They did not tell me, you know what I'm saying? Um, and to a, some degree, I even wanted them to tell me more, but I, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it doesn't tickle my fancy. So it's like, whatever, but they, they wanted 
quality time with less quantity. So for them, it was okay. I have, and that was the only relationship I've ever been in where I lived in the same city as a person during the whole duration of the whole relationship. Um, so for them, it was, I haven't seen you all week. Um, can we have breakfast? You know what I'm saying? So for them, it was, let's make time for each other. If you can make time for me, I know you're studying, I know you're working, I know you're doing this, but if you can make time for me, then I understand that you love me. And, and, and for them, it was also, if you can go out of your way to be there for me when I need you, um, then I know you love me. Like we can literally, we can go out for a nice expensive date, um, and my definition of expensive was not their definition of expensive. So we, we clashed a lot there because I don't like it when people waste money. Um, but for him, it was like, I'm not wasting money. I am making the most out of this time that we have together, you know. And for them, it was, if you can go out of your way to be present when I need you. Um, even if there's no money, you know, even if we're just sitting, chilling, watching a, a UEFA match in like the wee hours of the morning. Do you know how late? those things how early in south africa or how late depending on your definition of time like a uefa match plays at like 1 30 a.m 1 30 in the morning but for them it was if you can make time to watch that with me and then like you know like not feel like i now I, i'm go only gonna get home at like three in the morning then i need to sleep then i need to wake up then i need to be at work if you can make that make that sacrifice for me it's really not a sacrifice because i never have been a sleeping person but if you can come over have me cook for you um you know leave your books leave your work leave your friends leave your life to just spend time with me and watch a soccer match like at first like i've always watched soccer with my dad so that for me is also like nostalgic in a sense that's also like a love thing for me um but they didn't know that for them for all they knew i didn't even care about soccer but for them it was you made that time like you made that sacrifice you are not complaining that you are watching a match in money you know you know what i'm saying um you know like you you are okay i hate bars like i hate clubs but you would sit at a bar with me to just watch a uefa match you know what I'm saying? So for them, it was that. It was like you you can do what you don't necessarily enjoy doing just because I like it and you know I like to do that with you. So that's what love looked like for them. But you know, the other people did not necessarily want to do things with me. They didn't necessarily want me to be present to do things with them. Um, They just wanted me to know what they're doing and care about what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So, so people are different. And I think tomorrow we will talk about how you can be the same person in all relationships, but your relationships will always be different because people are different. So that's a whole conversation, but we'll have that tomorrow. And the other person, you're, I think, oh my gosh. And we will, we will delve deeper into, um, the, 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 <laughs> The, the disadvantage of experience um, in every sense possible um, tomorrow when we talk about their differences in different relationships. But the other person's love language is like um, 
and I was talking to somebody about this and I, I want to remember the exact words that I used. I want to say for them, it's, it's, it's on, it's, it's, it's not necessarily honoring them as in, Ooh, you are the man, but it's creating a platform for them to be human. It's like honoring the fact that they are a human being. So with a lot of men, you find that they want to be like, yes, you are macho, you're strong, you are this, you are that. But if you, all you ever hear, some men need that at home or in their relationship because they don't feel that in the world. For instance, if a man is being disrespected at work or his job is looked down upon, he needs his wife, his girlfriend to be that person who's like, white king, you are the man. Like you are all that in a bag of chips. You are the whole Simba factory, Ibile. You know what I'm saying? But for this particular person, their thing is everybody thinks they are the whole potato farm. Never mind the Simba factory. Like they are everything and more, you know. Everybody thinks that they are like just one step away from being, being Jesus Jr. And that makes it such a burden to relate to people. Because now you have to check what you say, how you say it, when you say it. You know, you have to check, um, you have to check your emotions. You can't be feeling because now... Uh, Jesus Jr., what's happening? You know what I'm saying? So for them, love looks like honoring the human within them. Saying, Waitsi King, I understand that that hurt you. I'm sorry. I understand that um you are afraid. I, I You know, like, give them permission to feel. Like, I understand that you're afraid and that's natural. I understand that you are hurt and I'm sorry about that. You know, like, I, I, are you okay? You know, are you well? And, and that for a lot of people could, and I know, I know guys who feel like, oh my gosh, like you nagging me, you're asking me, how am I? But for him, it's just that not enough people care enough to ask. And perhaps he doesn't care enough about enough people to tell them how they, how he is. So for him, like the specialness in a romantic relationship is having somebody they can be human with. And that is something totally different to us girls because we're always human, you know? We are always human. We are always we always want the permission to feel. We always want somebody to check up, uh, check in on us and all that. So we forget to do that for the guy. And I can only speak from my experience and I can only speak from my perspective. Um, I can't speak for all women. I can't speak for all men. I know girls, women who are like, don't call me 10 times. I half of the time I'm that person. Like, don't call me 10 times. What's your problem? But I also know girls who are just like, you didn't call me. Like you didn't call me in the past five hours and you didn't text me. What is that? But we, 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 of, we often neglect that sometimes the guy also has similar feelings to us, but also sometimes they have very different feelings to us. So I guess the task today is how, how does your, partner react whether you are a man or a woman how does your partner react to certain gestures like when does your partner seem or or communicate that they're most fulfilled in your relationship and you need to be mindful of those things look at those patterns outside of what they say over and above what they say actually 
how do they react? How do they respond? And that is how then you realize, okay, when this happens, um, this is how my partner likes to be loved. When this and in, in this and this situation, this is how my partner prefers to be loved. Sometimes it means giving them space. You know, I understand that you are hurt in this moment. Just know that I'm here for you. You can call me at any time. You can tell me um, if you would like to speak. However, at this moment, I understand that you need space. So that's what I'm going to give you. You get what I'm saying? That is love. Not, are you okay? Can I get you some water? That can be nagging for most people. For some people, for me, if I'm hurt, I don't want you to say anything. I want you to say, to be here. Don't go, like, don't leave. If we are in the same place, same space, don't leave. Sit with me and keep quiet. I want to be alone with you like i want to be by myself with you um and even when because of your like i've been long distancing y'all i should have i should have a phd in long distance relationshiping um but even with that even with the long distance when i'm in a bad space let's just sit on the phone quietly just just knowing that you are there just knowing that if i say something you will hear me um makes me feel so much better like i can sit on the phone for a whole hour saying nothing just sobbing here and there just you know just i know this is gonna sound very creepy but just hearing you breathe <laughs> like just knowing that you are there it's almost like you are sitting right here with me um you know what i'm saying like that for me is the most beautiful thing a person could ever do for me but for other people they just want that i i i am here you know like they want or they want to just talk about something totally different and this is also true for the last person that as much as they want to be given room to be human they want you to acknowledge their feelings but then change the subject in a sense like make them feel make them laugh you know make them laugh if in the midst of that hurt which you are both aware of and you are both um you are both um serious about you're both feeling sensitive towards um but now you are talking about something different you are laughing you know what i'm saying so yeah so the task today is observe listen to what they say and what they're not saying and figure out and ask ask actually ask your partner love what makes you feel most loved how when do you know that i love you the most you know, when do you actually have epiphanies? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so yeah, have those conversations and yeah, we will talk tomorrow and bring a notebook tomorrow so that we can have a really deep reflection because it's going to be deep. Lol. But yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Love you. Mwah.